0: scouting the mock drafts on today's episode of locked on 49ers been a lot of safety prospects it's a need for the san francisco 49ers being projected in that round three area so we're going to go through some of these prospects do we think they're round three guys do we think the niners should trade up for them do we think they're more round five even round seven or shouldn't even be on the 49ers draft board on today's locked on 49ers you are locked on 49ers your daily san francisco 49ers podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at PD Peacock at Eric underscore crocker. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank every thanks everybody for giving us those prospects that you want us to, to take a look out and showing us the mock drafts that have different prospects in different places. So instead of just looking at at you know, pick 99, 101, 102 in some of the mock drafts, and we'll still do some of those scouting the mocks episodes. We just want to just kind of dive into some of the safety prospects we've been seeing in these areas. and The four guys we're going to focus on on today's program Daniel Scott out of Cal, Jamie Robinson from Florida State, Ronnie Hickman from Ohio State, and JL Skinner from Boise State. If these might be fits for the San Francisco 49ers in the 2023 draft, before we get to those prospects, Croc, did you see? high-resolution, slow-motion video of Trey Lance <laughs> throwing footballs, getting some work in. Uh,
1: maybe the biggest part of the story that he's working out with one Patrick Mahomes. That's how you do it, man. That's how you do it. Get When you're around people, and I have one of my buddies, and he's really successful at what he's doing, and being around successful people, just kind of seeing how they move, how they work, how their minds work, picking their brains, I don't think there's any better experience that you can gain than working with people like that. So you see Trey Lance working with Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, he has to go out and, you know, do a job in in the next month or so when they report for OTAs. But ultimately, it really helps to just be next to him, just see how he's throwing the ball, see how he moves, see how he works. How does the ball come out of his hands? Uh, What's his thought process behind some of the things he does? And just having those type of conversations, which I bet, if I had to guess, they didn't just work out one day, but they've been there, you know, two three days or so really kind of just working with each other and, and and I think for Trey Lance a young guy who's still you know again we talk so much about all the things that he needs to experience I think this is a a, a really good thing for him
0: big off season for for Trey Lance definitely rooting for him uh and, and I am expecting some big things and I'm expecting a big step for for Trey Lance and, and the two big things to take away from his workouts recently are yeah I, I love it work go if you want to be as good as you can be, go work out with the best people that exist doing the thing you're trying to do. And Patrick Mahomes is absolutely that take whatever you can from him. And just the fact that he's working out is a good sign, you know, and he'll be ready. It looks like for uh, OTAs and be QB one. It looks like for the 49ers, uh, Throughout the offseason, and you know, with a little, uh, little Sam Darnold over his shoulder. But one thing, Croc, I am not going to do, and we're not going to go very long here on Trey Lance because the thing I'm not going to do is try to break down what his release looks like. If he looks like he's going to be good, if he's changed anything, just from seeing a clip of him throwing zoomed in in slow motion, that's definitely not something I'm going to do. We talk about it with our prospects, people send us highlights, and like, don't watch the highlights. If you watched highlights of my golf round yesterday, you'd think you might think I'm a pretty good golfer. But if you followed me and watched the whole round, you would know that I'm garbage. So, uh, <laughs> highlight tapes is not what you want to watch, and you definitely don't want to watch one throw zoomed in in slow motion and to try to take anything big from it. So, I'm definitely not gonna not gonna do that.
1: Not take anything away from it, and everything is different when the live bullets are flying. But I will say, I did just take a peek, see, you know, where's that where's that ball dropped to, and it wasn't below it or to his waist. So uh, I don't know if that's something that he's worked on um, as of late once he got, you know, healthy enough to really throw. Uh, I don't know if that's something that he's been, you know, working on in the offseason or putting an emphasis on it. But it was like, oh, okay, you know, it was, it was what? I mean, dude's an NFL quarterback.
0: Right, you're supposed, to throw,
1: you're supposed to be able to throw a ball like right on the air, and,
0: and it's one throw. Who knows what he's working on? You know, is, is it something that he's going to keep that he's even doing right there in that in that throw? You just it, you don't know. But uh, anyway, Trey Lance throwing. Good to
1: see him working out. I mean, the, the, a lot of the conversation in the national media is that 49ers don't have a healthy quarterback right now, and Trey Lance is an afterthought. And it's like, well, no, no, no. Look, uh, I am healthy. I'm working out. I'm throwing with Patrick Mahomes, and uh, I'm. Trying to improve. So, 22 years old. He'd still be like the youngest quarterback in the NFL right now.
0: He he threw at least one spiral this week. I can confidently say that.
1: Is he the youngest quarterback in the NFL right now?
0: No. No, no, no. He got passed up last year, I believe. And he's...
1: Because all the quarterbacks that got drafted were older than him. Last year.
0: As far as quarterbacks go, for sure, I know that Richardson... Bryce Young and CJ Stroud all younger. Will Levis, I think is right around the same age.
1: I'm talking about last year,
0: but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't remember if anybody passed him up from last year's class. Cause he was obviously the youngest from the year before. Um, and if the entire class was older, I know it was an older class of quarterbacks. Then think he's he, still the youngest. Uh, yeah. He's only 22.
1: Yeah. The, I, I think he, like he currently is the youngest NFL quarterback. So, I mean, pretty- that, which is wild, right? For somebody who's been in the league for two years, but, uh, Little, very little experience. So, man, I, I, I am, I, I, always, I usually have a lot of excitement for you know the offseason just to kind of see how things look. But I am really excited to just see how does Trey Lance look.
0: Where is that? Where he, where does he carry him? How does he carry himself? What does he look like? He's starting to look like a grown man, right? Because he was a young, he was a young dude. We saw this with with Alex Smith came in at 20 years old and he was just kind of a kid and it took him a while. And and so I want to see what he looks like. Does this look look like a man that's in control of a a group of other men, right? Because that's what you got to be as an NFL quarterback. Um, JL Skinner is a man Croc. Let's start there with the Boise state safety. Uh, I believe you caught glimpses of him at the senior bowl, Uh, six foot, almost six foot four is JL Skinner out of Boise state. 209 pounds. Now, he hasn't tested, which is a big key for his draft stock. So, who knows? Maybe that makes him available where he wouldn't have been for the 49ers because he's dealing with a pec injury, I believe. Didn't work out at the Combine. Didn't work out at Boise's Pro Day. So, we don't have any testing numbers either. What did you see from Skinner on the field? Does he have some speed? Do you think he might test well? Do you think he might be a fit for the 49ers?
1: You know, first, let's talk about what I didn't see. All right. I didn't see them put him in a situation at the Senior Bowl. With in an area where he would be like uncomfortable, a lot of what they did was stuff that I felt like, well, I know he can do that drop him down the box, have him play some zone type stuff, uh, hook curl type stuff. He's a very long and rangy defender, uh, with good athleticism. So, those are the type of things where it was like, well, I expect to see that. I want to see him put in more, I'm like, uh oh, my phone you talking said. to me. I wanted to see him in more like man situations where he's a little uncomfortable and just see how how does he naturally naturally react to that. Uh, if you go back a year ago, there was a guy by the name of Jalen Petrie out of Baylor. And what Baylor did with Petrie, they played him, he was listed as a safety, but he played a lot of this like nickel kind of hybrid position. And the the, the Baylor defense is kind of was cheating a little bit because all they had him do was kind of wall off receivers and then if they try to cross his face he'd run with them if they try to run away from him he'd kind of just pass it off so he had a really easy job and i want to see him like man let me see the the pure coverage skills and then he goes to the senior bowl and they're like hey you're playing man on the outside you're playing man in the slot you got to really see him work and do some things that you didn't quite get to see on a consistent basis at baylor well with skinner it almost was like hey you're comfortable doing this so these are the things we're going to do with you all week and i would have liked to see them challenge him a little bit more
0: 49ers need more free safety than strong safety with Talanoa Hufanga. So uh, that's one of the things with Skinner is like, I got to know this guy can play some single high when necessary. He's got the range to play from deep and he can do that interchange and maybe even man up with guys at times in the slot, like the 49ers like to use their safeties and we'll see if Steve Wilkes, you know, utilizes his safeties a little bit differently than the 49ers have with the Miko Ryans. But uh, I do have some questions there and I think it has to be the right safety prospect. And there, there has to be some value involved. So, um, do you feel like Skinner's a, a third round guy? And, and the other thing with the safety class, Croc, I'm watching these safeties. I'm looking at where they're projected to go. Nobody knows. This is one of the weirdest safety classes I can remember. I have no idea who's going to be there in the third round. I have no idea who's going to be there in the fifth round. Uh, th- this is a tough class to wrap my, my head around. And there's not like headliners in this class either. Although there's some depth and some really good players.
1: I know, I mean, we go back a few years ago, and I think Juan Thornhill now is, uh, was a free agent. I don't know where he signed with, but I remember Juan Thornhill, and I'm, I'm, I'm pounding the table for Juan Thornhill. And there were some other safeties in that uh, class, Nasir Adderley, right? Like, where it was just like, hey, there's some guys in this group. I think um, ah, the safety that went out of Maryland to the Green Bay Packers, Savage, no.
0: Yeah, Darnell Savage. You Darnell up- Savage.
1: Right. Like it was it was a group where it was just like, man, then you go back, you know, maybe a year or so prior to that, and you had the um the Derwin James and Minka Fitzpatrick, and there were just like all the like these safeties, right? And oh, this I- year, it's kind of like, well, you know, last year it was like Kyle Hamilton, and you know, there were a few others that like uh, Louis Seen. But this year it's like, man, who is the guy? And I think we're still trying to find that out right now. But if you are the 49ers, someone who feels like, man, maybe we can kind of sneak and get a guy in the third round, right? I think we we really liked a couple guys uh, last year around around that range. Mm-hmm. Nick Cross, uh, the kid out of uh, Penn State as well, the safety that ended up going to the Brisker. Bears. Yeah. yeah, Brisker and doing a really good job. He went yeah. second round. but uh,
0: Illinois safety as well, who uh, he didn't blow me away athletically, but he got his hands on so many footballs. Ended up being awesome. I think he was early fourth round pick for uh or maybe really late third or around where that 49ers late third pick was i think early fourth round though um went to the lions had an awesome rookie year and kept kept getting his hands on the football so those ball <laughs> skills those instincts i mean that travels right and sometimes 40 times are are overrated so maybe some of these guys that didn't work out it doesn't really matter if they can play they can play
1: for a, a guy like Skinner I do believe that you know when you watch Boise State he did stand out where it was just like who is this six four 220 pound safety. Right. And for whatever he was doing that made him pop and stand out, I think that's something that's really gonna help him throughout this process. And you talked about him not running. Maybe that'll help him kind of slide a little bit. I think it might actually help the other way. Not knowing exactly what his forty time is, but just purely having to go off of only the film and what you think of that. I think it kinda helps that. Cause you might even say, Well, he looks like he's a, a four five eight guy, a four six. But You'd rather just go off of okay, he looks like this, as opposed to somebody who you think is going to be that, then runs a four seven three. Then you're going to be like, oh, that's a little ugly. Didn't hurt Kyle Hamilton as much last year, right? Yeah.
0: Although he he showed some 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 stiffness in in coverage as a rookie yeah. as well, so it might hurt his career. And, and or or the other side of that too, if he, he runs four fours because he's got these long legs and you don't see any agilities, but you think he plays four six, gets in the league, you're like oh, but he's got speed, he's got range that you can't tell, you know, because of the strides. Gets in the league and still plays like he's four six. You're like, ah, we were hoping about, we we're hoping to get the four four guy. So let's go by the tape.
1: Go by the tape, which the scouts will do. In the People rising and falling in draft, I think that's uh, more of a social media thing.
0: It's a media thing for sure. I yeah. don't it's think that the NFL-,
1: yeah. the, the, the NFL teams, if whatever their final grades are done already before the combine. That's just a chance for them to meet with them and see them in person. But how they feel about guys, unless a guy just bombs in the interview, their, their film evaluation and their grades on the players, that stuff is done. That right? stuff is oh, and, the,
0: and the film was the most important thing and when it comes to prospects moving around draft boards right now if you're moving on a draft board that's bad because that means you're probably going down because you're getting taken off the board because you're getting arrested or whatever you know and teams right. are not sure about you bombing interviews and they're like yeah, we don't like this guy so much maybe we're gonna move him around
1: so so a guy like cali Hamilton, where he goes out and ran you know pro that i mean come on i think he actually ran faster in the f- low I mean, the high four, five, like four, five, nine, when people thought he might be like low four, fours. Yeah. Even in his pro day, he ran like four, seven, three. Well, NFL scouts was like, look, we don't care because his film is terrific and we love this film. So while everybody else was panicking and saying, dang, how do you take this guy high now after he runs a four, seven at the safety position? NFL was like, well, our film evaluation and our grades on him says first round. And what do you know? He goes, what, top half of the first round, so.
0: And hey, so there you go. I think what Croc's saying is the Niners might be able to get their version of Hamilton, but in the third round this year in JL Skinner out of Boise State. All right, some more prospects to get into here. Daniel Scott from Cal next. Jamie Robinson of Florida State. And Ronnie Hickman from Ohio State next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel. NBA playoffs almost here. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book because – New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Love the interface. And bet on everything. Money line, point scores, threes drained, draft props, which are maybe my favorite thing to bet on all year long. And, of course, Major League Baseball every day all summer. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlays. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to Fanduel.com slash locked on. That's Fanduel.com slash locked on. To learn more, make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Next up on the list, Croc, is Daniel Scott out of Cal. And, man, he put on a display at the Combine. Do you see the – I mean, it's easy to see the size and the height and weight. Did you see the speed? Did you see the athleticism on tape that he displayed at the Combine? I saw nothing. Oh, no.
1: I cut on the film, and my first thought was, why does Peacock have me watching this guy? All right. (laughs) And then my second (laughs) thought was, all right, Find something that you like. And it was really hard to find anything that I like. Some of the questions that I was asking myself while watching them, where's the the instincts, right? Uh, You know, you cut on safety film. We threw out a bunch of names in the last segment, right? Guys where you just... See these instincts, and when you're seeing instincts, is you know, it's guys making plays, flying around, breaking up balls, getting interceptions, tackles for loss. You're just seeing all these things that pop off because they're reading something, they're reacting, they're flying in, they're confident with what they're seeing. And when I was watching Scott, it was just like he's just kind of out there. Now I only watched two games, all twenty-two, so I get to see everything he's doing, right? But it was just like mm, two high safety, kind of just out here. Mm, single high safety, kind of just out here. Like um okay I'm down in the flats kind of a hook curl player guy catches a six yard pass I just push him out of bounds and it's like where where's the risk taking where is the the I'm flying in I'm I'm hitting guys I'm I'm, I'm a missile I'm celebrating with my teammates like it, I was just again two games small sample size NFL scouts have watched probably two three seasons of them but I'm trying to find what do I like about them and. I, again, I didn't go and look at his pro day number or combine numbers or anything like that, so I have no idea how tall he is, height, weight, the speed. I don't know any of that. All I know is I saw a player that I didn't, I didn't really get a feel at all for anything that he did positive. Now that's not saying that it was bad. All right, I didn't see bad film. I didn't see a guy uh, not having, uh, uh, you know, oh he's not in the wrong spot or he's blowing assignments, blowing coverages. I didn't see that either. I just didn't see anything that was like, oh, this is how, this is why I really like this guy because this jumped off to charge. Or, man, he did this exceptionally well. In the two games that I watched, I didn't see those things pop off the screen. So uh, I will continue to watch, and I always preference that. Like I will continue to watch these guys. There is a reason why Peacock is making me watch them. I just don't know why yet.
0: So he's been mocked to the 49ers in the late third round. Uh, I've also seen mock drafts with him later on day three to the 49ers. And he uh, he's been someone that people have been asking about, and he's a local, you know, product out of Cal, so I think that uh, helps, you know, fans kind of, you know, get rally around the the local college prospects. Um, you know, do you have his stats
1: pulled up? Uh, what are his stats like? What is?
0: I don't have his his necessarily his tackle or just
1: interception total, pass breakups. Like those are the things I care about most. Uh,
0: I don't have those up, but I will tell you this: he. The the word safe is in his position title, right? Safety, and he's he's kind of safe with the way he plays. I didn't see any. I didn't in all the games I watched. I didn't see any impact collisions. I didn't see any big mistakes. I didn't see him, you know, outrunning guys to the football. Remember when we watched Alabama linebacker To'o To'o yeah. last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was. And I was like, man, I—he I, I, lets people beat him to the ball too much. And I, I got that vibe with Daniel Scott too, where you know I want to see the dog, and I want to see the guy who gets there first, and you know is 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 creating plays, creating turnovers, and he, you can see how he's athletic. But I don't know if I saw what he did at the combine.
1: What, what do you do at the combine?
0: This is what he did at the combine: six feet, one, two hundred and eight pounds. He ran a four four five. With a 155-10-yard split, both really fast, 39 and a half inch vertical jump, 10.8 broad jump, both at the top of the safety class, 6.753 cone, 417 20 yard shuttle, both both at the top of the safety class, and 22 bench press reps, uh bench press reps, which is at the top of the safety class. So it's it was well. at or near the very top of every single testing, everything, every single test they gave Daniel Scott at the combine and all the safeties at the combine. He
1: was at the top. So so again, based off of two games, ladies and gentlemen, two games, if I were saying I really like him, maybe I can get him to trust his athletic ability more to be more instinctual on the field to like, make those plays. Because when you see these guys that are making plays, and there's a reason why he's being mocked later as opposed to some of these guys we've seen get drafted, you know, top first two rounds. Right? Like, you know, in, in my head goes to like making Fitzpatrick, Derwin James. You just see the plays that they make, right? Like, just playmaker, you know? Um, it, maybe you can teach him some of these things. Because the one, one thing I don't know, right? I just watched the film, I don't talk to anybody from Cal. Maybe they told him, keep everything in front of you. Like, think yeah. of, uh, of Jimmy Ward, a lot of what he's talked about with how, you know, the 49ers tell him how to play, or it's just keep it in front of you. Uh, you know, not letting him freelance to where maybe it makes it a little bit more difficult to make plays. Now, I watched Tyler Funga and he be, tends to be more of a risk taker, and, and for, for better or for worse, and then we saw that, right? You love the reasons why he takes risks uh, when, when you see it work out, and that's why he was, what, first team All-Pro or second team All-Pro, whatever he was. But then you also see, like, oh, he blew a coverage, oh, he blew a good. you know, just being a little bit too aggressive. So you kind of take both of them, but I feel like, hey, I want the guy. Let me let me tell you to tone it back, take tone it back down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, let In- me tell you to uh, scale back a little bit on how aggressive you are. I, I don't want to have to say, dude, can you, can you be more aggressive? Or can yeah. I teach you to be more aggressive? Because I think your mind just works that way. And you might always just be a really s- safe player. And hey, w- with his testing numbers, good special teamer, eight year NFL pro. All right. But mm-hmm. I-, I want the guy, like, can I get you to make plays? Because that's what the 49ers ultimately going to need.
0: And here's the other thing: when he's after he's an eight-year NFL pro, he'll be 33 years old because he's one of those super seniors with the extra COVID mm. years, six years of college experience. Uh, he's going to be turning 25 at some point this season. Currently, 24 years old. Uh, Do have some stats? The last two seasons, 167 tackles and six interceptions over the last two seasons. So, so he, he made some plays, some balls, and it looked like he has some ball skills. Um, So he does he does display some things on tape, but I just. Yeah, I didn't get super excited watching him like, oh man, this guy's making plays on the back end. He was just kind of, he was kind of do de- But that, you know, hey, Tayshawn Gibson was awesome for the 49ers last year. And he kind of did the same thing. He was in the right place a lot of times, got yeah. his hands on footballs. And, and maybe that's all you need back there. So, uh, but in the end, I, I saw someone I thought would probably be uh, more of a fifth round prospect than a, than a third round prospect to me.
1: Yeah, when it, when it comes to Gibson, you know, we're going to look at the overall numbers and be like, man. Haven't had a safety game picks like that, you know, and since Deshaun Goldson, right? You know, Goldson's out there flying around. Let's go, Hawk. All right, but um, haven't had a safety game picks like that since Goldson. And then you look at some of the picks, and it's like, ball went through, hoofed flung his hands, and, oh, look who's right behind him, Deshaun mm-hmm. Gibson. Uh, quarterback gets hit while throwing the ball. Ball's fluttering in the air. Oh, who? look who's standing right there to get the pick, Deshaun Gibson, right? So, like, you, you, you kind of need, like, that type of guy. Now, there's also the forced uh, takeaway by Gibson, where he undercut a route, dove uh, against, I want to say against the Chiefs, tried to catch the pick from Mahomes, hit off his chest, but it bounced up, and then Hufunga picked it off, right? So it kind of goes hand in hand with just guys that are kind of forcing takeaways, and I i love safeties that do that. Uh, I don't know what Cal's scheme is, and if they were asking their guys to you know be more aggressive, he definitely played soft, and if that was their goal then he did a great job of that. I did not see the six interceptions. I don't watch highlights. So I have to try to maybe filter through and and and, and find those. But I want what's what's consistent. Like, who is he uh, outside of those plays? And some of the other guys, again, I talked about Juan Thornhill. It, it, it only took one game. Like, you watch a game and you're like, this guy's a gamer. This guy is around the ball. He's flying around. Even if he doesn't get a pick, you just see it, right? And, and with Scott, I haven't seen it quite yet, but I'm intrigued by the testing numbers. I'm intrigued by the size and I am intrigued enough to continue to watch more film on them.
0: Next, Jamie Robinson out of Florida state and Ronnie Hickman. Thanks everybody for making lockdown 49ers. Your first listen every day for your second listen, make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show myself and former NFL scout, Matt Williamson coming at you daily talking about everything going on in the NFL and Make sure you're subscribed up to the brand-new YouTube channel for Peacock and Williamson. Also, check out the latest on the network, Locked On NFL Scouting, with Draft Dudes, Kyle Krabs, and Joe Marino. All these pods you can find Monday through Friday on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So, Jamie Robinson. And, Croc, I know you didn't get to to watch much of him, and I did. And it was really stark watching Daniel Scott and Jamie Robinson back-to-back. Jamie Robinson was the opposite of Daniel Scott. He was just like... You know what yeah, I mean? Like that. Like I like that. Give,
1: give me that guy,
0: <laughs> ball out every play. Um, but not a body beautiful, not 6'1, 200 pounds, you know, not 4'4 speed or anything like that. Uh, I ended up seeing a guy that I think is probably more of a, a nickel maybe than a safety. He's 5'11, 5'10 and a half, 190 pounds. I believe at the combine, he ran a 459. Let me double check on that.
1: 459
0: mm, in the 40.
1: That's kind of small because when you started listing out where you thought he might play, you talked about his height and his weight. Immediately, this guy last year—I'm gonna test you—who five eleven, one ninety-ish, safety played a lot in the nickel in college. But it was like he's listed as a safety. You know where I'm going with this?
0: Uh, I think you already brought him up in this podcast. Didn't
1: I you? have not yet, but Daxton oh. Hill. Oh, Dax Hill. Hill from well, he out, out of Michigan. Three. But he ran 4-3. So, so that's the thing where like, I'm like, oh, 5'11, okay. one ninety, okay, Dax Hill, nickel, Dax Hill. Then you're like 4 5 I'm like, ooh, that is not Dax Hill. <laughs>
0: uh, Jamie, Jamie Robinson's a rocked-up dude, though, for you know, being kind of small. He's, he's strong. Actually, he's, he's one of the few safeties that bested Daniel Scott's bench press. He had 23. One more bench press rep than Daniel Scott. Trey Dean out of Florida, who we've already talked about on this podcast, he had 25 bench press Mm. reps was the most of all the safeties at the combine
1: i wonder how many i could do right now because i did hit (laughs) i was repping uh 225 10 times today i did put up 315 today but uh, you know
0: getting ready for his combine
1: 196-1 197 where where do i fit in with this group
0: uh you'd be you'd be right in this group i think we'd be talking about you as a as a day three guy croc i think you get drafted higher now than when you were 22 years old (laughs) (laughs)
1: right i I was playing the wrong position they're like a corner and a safety Mm, okay Uh,
0: with with pure hands
1: ball skills pure
0: uh short arms 29 and 5 8 inch arms so um I, i think he might get pigeonholed in the slot and with with just because of his top end speed but i like him in the slot i like him around the football uh i like the way he breaks on the ball i like the way he the mentality he plays with, and he was a fun player to watch. But then in the end, I'm like, yeah, if I, if I want a guy who's playing single high safety, th- then he's just probably not the guy. But now I know why a lot of people are really excited and wanted us to watch uh, Jamie Robinson out of, out of Florida State.
1: And I also um, want to say, too, because we, we brought up Daxon Hill and some of the things that you said just kind of on how Robinson would play. Dax Hill, who I was just like, he's going to be a nickel in the league. He played, I want to say, a lot of safety. Like, they did play him at the safety position, a guy who you just thought, oh, he'd be plug and play in that nickel spot. But I think he did do some of the nickel stuff as well. But, I mean, maybe we could do something something like that with this FSU kid. I mean, shoes. Jimmy Ward, right? I mean, I, I keep talking about Daxon uh, uh, Hill, but Jimmy Ward, 5'11", 190-something. Uh, where did Jimmy Ward play in college? He played, uh, it was like a quarter's safety, so there's kind of like a lot of uh, vertically matching coverages that he played from a safety spot. So almost like a nickel in the 49ers. Were like, oh, we're going to draft you to play nickel. And then he kind of obviously bounced around, but I don't remember. I think, I feel like Ward ran a little better than that. And that's why he was a first round pick and not yeah.
0: projected. Ward third. was, I believe Ward was four, four flat. Ooh, or maybe five. even four, three, nine. He, he blazed. I think that really helped him uh, go at the end of the first round was just because of how great he worked out. I'll look that up in a second, yeah. but um uh, Jamie Robinson does not work out that and, and he doesn't look like he has great top end speed either, which is why I'm a little bit worried about him uh, in the back end of the defense. So I'd, I'd want him more at strong safety or I'd want him in the slot. I'd want him a little bit more in the box, I think, but uh fun player to watch. And I, I think probably a player that a lot of teams are going to like because they you know, he's got that dog in him and they're going to like that about him. But I, I don't think he goes very high. And I do. I do think he's probably a day three guy because of that, because, you know, is he a slot? Is he a? Uh is he a safety? Is he a tweener where he's not really end up ends up being great at, at either? Or is he a, a player that you're like, oh man, you should have thrown out the the measurables on this guy because he's just a ball player and he has a you know that eight-year career and he's a great special teamer and he works his way in and, and, and can play both slot and safety. So we'll see what he ends up being. I probably would not throw down I think he's probably worth a late third round pick where the 49ers are, but I think there might be players I'll like more than the Jimmy Robinson right there. But I, I would love to take a chance on him if he's still there in the fifth round for sure, because I think he's the type of player you'd want to bring into the organization.
1: Yeah. The, the, the speed, at, at the size he is, that speed might throw things off just a little bit.
0: Yeah. You know, short arms, he's not big and he doesn't have long speed. You just worry about, you know, anything down the field at all if he's going to have problems there. And, and he wasn't really great in those situations in college either.
1: What what were the numbers, and we'll have to pull them up, but Chauncey Garner Johnson, because that was kind of that guy, right? Like a, he was he was a tweener at Florida, and he's like, okay nickel safety, uh, and then you see what he's doing in the league, where he's still kind of this hybrid guy, but he's making a ton of plays. I don't remember what his measurements were coming out of Florida. You're, you're, you're muted
0: I'm Sorry, I'm muted uh, his measurements were good he was pretty he was pretty prototype for for a safety i think that he was low four or five maybe four or five flat-ish i think the knock on him was oh he probably won't stick it outside corner so maybe he's a safety and i think that knocked him down a little bit and i think some teams liked and some teams didn't like his his attitude as well uh but he was you know he was six feet 200 pounds four or five flat i, I think he i think his numbers are pretty solid at the combine i can pull him up right now uh in fact i'm looking at no i'm not looking at it i'll find it in a second for for cj gardner johnson but you know he had a little bit more length he had a little bit more speed and you could tell he was going to be uh he was going to be somebody that could line up in a lot of spots at least i did i liked him a lot so yeah, yeah here we go combine oh yeah four four eight in the 44 mm. chauncey gardner johnson five eleven 210
1: pounds So i, I mean the- so I think the weird thing for him was why was he available when he, what, like when he got drafted? Now I, I, it was weird at the time. So the fact here, that he, yeah. I think last year, led the NFL in the interceptions or, or was top or, or tied for the most in the league. I think he had six any he missed games. The fact that he's been a good NFL defensive back, I mean, it was like it was it was really weird that he slipped. And a lot of times when that happens, "Uh, they know something we don't know. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) I'm sure that that had to be because there's no business with them falling to the top of the, the fourth round. Uh, But there was some talk that he would be maybe a late one at one point in the process. But then once he started falling out of second, third rounds, like what the heck's going on? So yeah, I think there's you know he's an interesting cat, and I I think that was probably the biggest part of it with with Chauncey Garner Johnson because the tape was good, he knew he could play, and I thought he was a perfect fit at at free safety. They said he hates
1: coaches, so I don't don't know.
0: He hates everybody. I think he just he just likes he's just one of those guys that likes conflict. Get you know, he gives you, he gives the waiter a rough time, you know, which, which, which always drives me crazy. That's, I would love to go out to dinner with every prospect and see how they act at dinner. And I think you can learn a lot. I think that's why, why coaches love to go out with dinner with guys. You learn a little bit about them, they relax. I Uh, think, yeah, you you got to set them up when they don't have to treat them great.
1: You have to, it can't be with the team. Like, I need to see how you are, and I need to have like a little disguise on, yeah, yeah. and just (laughs) kind of like you know, have a P.I. on on, it, on him telling yeah. him and just, like hey, you like know, when he goes in to this restaurant.
0: With a little fake mustache and yeah. you're, you're sat down and you're just watching him interact when he's not, when he doesn't think he's being watched.
1: Yeah, that's what, that's what, that's what I'm sure. That would be my, like, main philosophy. Let me, like, follow these guys with and just, just so they don't know. But I want to see, real. like, how do you act? Like, how are you? It's, the real you. Because you'll see real quick when guys are around their buddies and and the women, you'll find out real quick.
0: We uh we talked to croc about, you know, building our own our own scouting staff if we if if we got gifted an NFL team and we were in control. I think that's one of the things I would do is kind of do things a little bit differently. And I think some teams already do that, is I would have our main office be the hub. You've got tape on all these guys. I think the scouting decisions would be made more there. We would go watch players in person too, but I think the the area scouts, the people that are around the universities, I mean, might as well hire a private investigator as much as you'd be hiring an area scout for, for most of these
1: oh, yeah. prospects. Oh yeah. I'd have one in every area.
0: Mm-hmm. Last one Croc is Ronnie Hickman out of Ohio state. Another the player, th- Ohio state, the Ohio state university. We do not have any testing numbers for him either. So two of these prospects Skinner and Hickman, uh did not work out at the combine and have injuries that kept them from working out at the pro day for Skinner it's a pec injury and for Hickman that we're gonna talk about now it was a hip injury so he he's not working out which worries me because speed is the thing I was worried about with him and I wanted to see him run in workouts. Did you see a problem with speed with Hickman like I did, Prot?
1: I, I did not see a problem with speed. Uh there wasn't anything where I'm just like oh man like can he run vertically now the way they had him playing, almost like Scott, a, a little safe ish, but I thought that there was more of a sense of urgency for him to be around the ball. And that that jumped out to me right away. Where it's just like, all right, yes, I'm single high, but the ball is going that way. I am gunning, trying to get to the ball. Like I want to get to the ball. You you did you made like some dog noises uh with uh Ro- Robertson. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, G. Robinson, yeah. Yeah, you were like, rawr, 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 right, Like that that's what it reminded me of. Like, just somebody, I just want to get to the ball. And he was always kind of close or around or trying to figure that out, how to get there. Uh, when he was forced to tackle, I thought he tackled well. Uh, he did miss a tackle in space. And, and those are tough. I mean, when you have a guy and he just has a two-way go. Now, again, guys, your guys is, you know, you guys listening, your Pop Warner tape, your high school tape or whatever, and you're just making all these great open field tackles that's whatever you start getting to like sec ball big 10 ball and you're asked to like really tackle guys in space it is hard it's hard right and he 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 got he got got twice that that i saw in the couple games that i watched uh but Definitely, when you talk about the motor and just relentlessness to try to get to the ball. He was definitely more of a single high guy. Uh, they would disguise some things. He'd get back to the middle. He had a really nice pedal. I really like that. Uh, they did ask him to play man coverage a few times on uh, either like tight ends. And I thought he did a really good job there. Each time that I saw him in man coverage covering the tight end, there was zero separation. It wasn't something I saw often, but I saw it enough to where it's like, hey, this is a trend. I've seen about four or five reps now with him in man coverage. And each time the the tight end is locked. Unless the quarterback just throws the most perfect ball to a location where he can't fight through the tight end to break up a pass. So uh, more times than not, he was good there in coverage. It was a lot of single high type stuff, but he had a nice high type uh, pedal. I think if you're looking at what the 49ers have done, which is play a lot more quarters. They definitely think he's a guy that can match guys vertically uh, in quarters and feel comfortable doing that. But if you feel like he can't run, that is one thing that can really get you because you have to be confident. And it, when, when you're playing quarters, one thing about Hufunga, and we saw him make some plays doing this, you you almost end up on an island yeah. at times at that safety position. If you go back, uh, Monday Night Football, 49ers played against the Green Bay Packers, and Valdez-Scantlin got Marcel Harris in open field, just ran right by him for a touchdown, right? And it's really easy to kind of get caught flat foot and thinking like, oh, he's not going to go vert. He's not going to go vert. Then there's like, oh, ah, I'm going vert. And there's like nothing you could do at that point. Uh, you will get caught sometimes in that position, but if you're very confident with what you're seeing, which I think a lot of times uh, know who Hufunga was, Again, when he just blew a coverage, he just blew a coverage, and he's like nowhere near it. But when he was confident and he's back there and he doesn't blow the coverage, he was very aggressive with how he covered uh, a lot of guys, even on what looked like might be vertically pushing routes. That near interception that I talked about earlier, that Tishon Gibson ended up being in the right spot and picking it off, it, you watch how Hufunga, that might have been the most, one of the most impressive plays, if not the most impressive play, that I saw from a 49 defender all year long. He is in the slot, matched up, Basically, man-to-man on Tyler Lockett, who has a two-way go out of the slot on him. No help over the top, no nothing, and he jumped the route. I cannot express how difficult that is to do, and I was so shocked by that. Uh, but that just shows the kind of confidence that he has in his ability. If you are a guy that you question their speed, if they can play with that type of confidence, then they can be good at safety for the 49ers, even if it's maybe not quite what they did a whole lot in college, but converting more to a cover four quarters type defense.
0: You know, with Hickman, you mentioned something that I also saw was he was pretty good in man with, with bigger tight ends and, and he has a nice size and he was a big time recruit. I learned as well, uh, looking up and researching Hickman here. He's a big time recruit at Ohio state. Usually you are, but he was like a big get for them. Um, Six feet and one half, 203 pounds, long arms. You know, he looks the part for sure. Um, And he looked pretty good in man coverage at times. And so maybe it's not an athleticism thing, but maybe it's an anticipation thing because when he was off with guys and off, uh, you know, against the run, he would kind of like take bad angles and kind of be out of place and end up chasing a running back where he should have been over the top of them and cutting off an angle. So maybe it's not a speed thing. Um and and maybe it's just more of an anticipation thing. And I did see him, which was part of the reason why he missed some tackles that I saw. And another time, put a big hit on a guy was because he's ducking his head and he's looking at the ground instead of looking at the looking at his target. And so you know he made one big hit, but not bringing his hands to wrap up because he's got his head down. And then another play puts his head down, and then he misses the tackle because he's looking at the ground and he's not looking. At his target. So I did notice a, a tendency for him to dip his head down and, and maybe kind of look for a knockout more so than just see what you hit and run through it and wrap up.
1: Do we have numbers on him? Measurements?
0: Uh no testing numbers, just the height, weight, speed. So he's six feet and one half inch, two hundred and three pounds, and uh long arms, thirty three inch oh, arms. Okay. So definitely looks the part as far as size, like pretty prototype for a for an NFL safety. Yeah. Did you come away with any of these four players being, yes, this guy, this is our guy in the third round? No. Yeah, me either.
1: But I did think out of the guys, and again, I didn't watch the FSU kid, but I I did think out of the guys I watched, I'm like, man, I like I like Hickman. Okay. And Skinner okay. is intriguing because he has the length and he just popped when I watched him.
0: Yeah. I think Skinner's the most likely to be in that range in the third round. And I know exactly
1: yeah. how I would use him. Too. yeah
0: right yeah yeah that, that, and that helps you really picture how he fits into your team and, and how you'd want to use him if i had to guess how they went i would say skinner's probably that you know third round guy i would say uh the the second one selected would be jamie robinson someone's really gonna like him you know fourth round ish i would say you know I, I would say probably based on the tape scott and hickman would be last for me um And probably, you know, fifth round types for for both of them. So, uh, you know, fifth round, I'd be excited about most of these guys. Uh, Third round, probably not as much.
1: Yeah.
0: Good stuff. Uh, Let us know if there's any other players you want us to watch, uh, any mock drafts you want us to see for the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to have our own mock drafts as well coming up here on Locked On 49ers and continue to look at prospects that could be future san francisco 49ers thanks everybody for making us your first listen crock and i back next time right here lockdown 49ers